Tamaki, Danae Hortuck, and welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here. Now, it's raining heavily in Auckland right now, so we will keep you up to date with traffic issues. Do take care. Just over a month until the general election, the campaign trail is well and truly heating up. What do you need to know as a voter? That after four. Also, health targets could be back if there is a change in government. We ask, did they work last time? And the country needs to build 51,000 homes a year for the next five years. So let's scrap consent, says ex-David Seymour. Plus, a follow-up from the person who saw someone open two egg cartons of mixed-grade eggs and swap them around. We talked about this last week. What has shocked you when it comes to supermarket etiquette? Fruit being squeezed, someone got in touch with me, a car key being put into the pineapple to check the ripeness. Peeling back, exactly, Stephen, peeling back the corn to see what it's like. Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me for their views, their opinions, Sue Casually, women's advocate, independent director, author, and former Green MP, Sue Kia ora, great to have you here. Kia ora, Wallace, and great to be back. And Stephen Franks, lawyer with Franks Ogilvy, specialising in public law, also former ACT MP. Stephen, good to have you here. And you, Wallace. Now, is it true, can I just ask you both, is it true that you, Stephen Franks and Sue Kesley, once, once both shared a pig cage together on the Parliament forecourt? Not quite. I uh, got into the pig cage, uh, but... Um, you Couldn't we fit? Well, you no, you didn't. But it is true that uh, we did work together on an animal welfare uh, group in Parliament. I, I was I was accused by my party of, of sharing the cage with you. <laughs> they no, just were, they just were dis- another bit of act misinformation. <laughs> they were disapproving of the collaboration. <laughs> well, isn't it great that you can put aside disagreements and Sue Kesley and Stephen Franz can come together in a cage uh, at Parliament? Um, very good to have you both here. Now... They say nothing in life is free, but uh, with the cost of living, I'll take anything. The Tongariro Alpine Crossing has been ranked the best free attraction in the country. That's according to research, anyway, from a holiday rental company. It's called Kasago. Honourable mentions go to Hamilton Gardens and Manganui Summit Track. Mike Daisley is the CEO of the New Zealand Mountain Safety Council. Mike, kia ora. Good afternoon. I've seen the images. It's a dream of mine to do this 19.4 kilometre walk. What makes this crossing stand out, do you think? Well, it's it's a lot more than a few movie sets. It was a very, very popular track well before any oh. movies were made using it. Um, but it's, it's, it's not unique in New Zealand, but it, it, it's pretty special. You get to enjoy a whole range of different uh, types of terrain. Um, and, and massive epic views on, on a good day. Um, and it's also got a lot of civilization around it, so it's really remote and really, really very natural, uh, but it's quite, quite uh, accessible to big, big towns and cities around it. And it's just beautiful. Um, and, of course, upkeep, of course, you know, nothing's free, but I don't have to pay a charge to go? No, I mean, the Department of Conservation does a, a spectacular job of maintaining uh, maintaining all the facilities in the area. Um, you know, there's, there's more than 100,000 people that have, pre-COVID, uh, that have been that have been using the track. 
um, over any given, given season. So it's, yeah. it's under a bit of an onslaught from a lot of use, and that lot of okay. use, though, is a pretty good indicator of that it's, it's why it's so popular. I would like to go, let's go around the panel. Stephen, have you been? You're, a, you're an outdoors person. You like um, walking? I grew up in Taihapi, and as kids we used to, once we got licences, it was one of the things we could oh. take off and go up. We must have been fit as kids because we climbed it number of times and, and in those days you could swim at Ket- or you could bathe at the Ketatahi Springs. Wow. Very cool. What about you, Sue? Uh, look, I haven't, uh, not being a tramper, Wallace, I haven't uh, done that, but it is a bit arbitrary, isn't it? I mean, there's just so many wonderful, great walks and oh, yeah. great beaches, you know, <laughs> thinking of Bay of Islands, the Marlborough Sounds. I mean, you know, I'm sure it is fantastic, but so are uh, thousands of other free things in New Zealand. Well, that's fair enough, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much with Sue there. I mean, the, the, the tack is as amazing as it is. The, the, the New Zealand is, is blessed with just hundreds and hundreds of spectacular tracks and coastlines. It's, it's, it's magical. And, and that's, that's part of the, the allure of people coming to New Zealand and, and what keeps Kiwi so happy about being here. Well, I've got a dream to do this, Mike. I can't walk because I've got a, uh, a bad leg. But um, I hope to have a hip replacement in the next couple of years. And for the first time in a quarter century, I may, I may be able to go for a bushwalk or a walk along the beach you know, with my wife. Do you think someone like me could um, uh, do this 19-kilometre walk one day? I think anything's possible there, Wallace. It's, um, and if it's not, I mean, we've got a great tool, Plan My Walk, which you can just plug in a destination you're going to and it'll give you all the tracks in the local area and you have a little bit of a look at what some of those tracks might might have for you. But um, there's a few pinch points there, Wallace, okay. on, the, on the tack that would... Uh, yeah, you, you need to look after those hips, I think, and, and there's a lot of other alternatives. Yeah, what so about that? What Wanaka, I see, is on their list. I couldn't think what particular, but there's that... Is it Mount Roy or no? What's the name of the? Is it? There's a mount, mountain that just has hundreds of people every day. It's about yes, three Roy, or four Roy's hours. Peak or Roy's Peak, yeah. yeah. Stephen, did you find when you were doing you, you know this area quite well? Uh, one of the things Stephen Franks that does stand out is people get caught. They don't realise how cold it can get and get quite quickly. Oh yes, it's that that the the weather can come in from any side and be freezing um, as youngsters when we did it um we'd we'd usually have speed on our side you'd just get going if the weather turned against you but a lot of people you know i'm sure now i would be well a lot of people get caught i'd take it really carefully now at this age really yeah yeah mike plenty of people helicoptered off yes a lot of people are being caught out particularly this time of the year this year's you know there's been a bit of a spate of, of the last couple of weeks but Spring is, is quite a common time. For, you know, it looks like it's a lot lighter and warmer, but it's not. Um, and, and people sort of are, are remembering the fitness they had at the end of last year's summer. Uh. Um, yes, yeah, so they sort of bound off in these beautiful spring days, and then the sun goes down two minutes later than it did yesterday, and the temperature plummets. So it's still very much winter conditions around the country, and so you've got to be planning for that, not for summer in shorts and T-shirts. Okay. It's still winter with jackets and, 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 and warm layers. Fantastic, Mike. Really great to have you on. And uh, just one day I'll do this uh, Tongariro Alpine Crossing. Absolutely. Yeah, Mike Daisley, the CEO of the New Zealand 
Mountain Safety Council. It is six away from four. The panel are NZ National. Yes, uh, your uh, supermarket etiquette is coming through, uh, so keep those coming. Uh, here's one about green beans from the bag. Um, we talk about that later in the programme. But I've been thinking, Sue Gisley, take it away. Wallace, I've been getting a little bit irritated at the uh, photographs of the Prime Minister clutching a can of Diet Coke, which he was this weekend, and sounding a bit like a Coca-Cola salesman making comments like, you can't have a pie without a Coke. Now, I mean, he is our Prime Minister and therefore a role model, so I can only assume he doesn't realise that fizzy drinks and even diet drinks without sugar in them They're one of the leading causes of dental disease in New Zealand because they're so acidic, they weaken the enamel on teeth, and they contribute to dental decay. So I can't see, I don't think there's much point to the Prime Minister promoting free dental care if at the same time he's promoting one of the leading causes uh, of dental disease. Hang on, Sue. It was you and your last I've been thinking that was annoyed at Chris Hipkins eating sausage rolls. Are you just going after the leaders on the campaign? I mean, they're entitled to a can of Diet Coke for campaign energy. No, well, the point is that surely if we're going to focus on free dental care, which I happen to thoroughly approve of, we should equally be focusing on preventing dental disease. And fizzy drinks are one of the leading causes of dental disease. And the other interesting thing, uh, Wallace, is that the other Chris, Christopher Luxon, he's also admitted that he's addicted to Diet Coke. He drinks up to six Pepsi Maxes a day. So I would like to appeal to both of the Chris's uh, through this panel, Wallace, to give up their Diet Cokes and their Pepsis for the sake of their teeth, but also, most of all, so they can become healthy role models for the nation. Okay. All right, so you want to stop them from eating sausage rolls uh, and uh, Diet Coke. I think I'd like them to be healthy role models. Yeah, well, I I don't always agree with Sue on these things, but I think that's a shame. I I think it's a pity that that, uh, given the the problem we have with... with Diabetes, dental just disease, obesity. I know, that, I know, these, just, yeah, I know a, these are diet, but I still think that it's just a shame that people don't become accustomed to not having fizzy drinks all the time. It's just we know strange these things that contribute it's, it's to ill health. You, you, you're both are giving the wrong message here because the odd Coke is nothing wrong. This isn't <laughs> the odd Coke. This is a continual <sighs> addiction to Coke and uh, Pepsi Max. It'll be interesting to see if our, our listeners are. Uh, is it part of the influence? Is it part of the influence of our leaders? You've got Chris Hopkins eating sausage rolls constantly. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Uh, one thing is, my, is whether politicians are role models or role aversion models. I mean, right. I, I can see rugby players and others being seen as role models, but for you young are, people, whether, you, <laughs> whether it's positive or negative, you're a role model. Right? <laughs> what a negative one! The, 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 Ooh, someone says the prime minister is not a role model; he's a sausage role model. All right, <laughs> very good. All right. Okay. Stephen Franks, I've been thinking. I've just had an experience of the intolerance that seems to be... It's it's just, it's social media. We probably have lots of reasons for complaining. But I did a, a review of the film uh, River, Rivers of, River of Freedom uh, last Thursday. And because it was on Twitter, it was just a, a brief comment. But the it, it's got 
I think I looked yesterday, 47,000 uh, views. It's just, it just amazed me how much interest, but also the vituperation, the, the intensity of the um, hostility in it. Um, I guess it was, it was a fairly immoderate tweet, but there's so much black and white there, just an automatic assumption that anyone who sympathised or who was concerned about mandates was anti-vax, and then leaping from that to a whole lot of other things about that they attribute to people who are anti-vax and talk about terrorism and and the the the, the range of assumptions that just come apparently quite naturally to people in public discourse, which is what I, Twitter is. Interesting, yeah. Look, I haven't um, been on Twitter for a wee while, but I haven't seen this film. I actually saw the trailer on NZ on screen. Sue Kidgley? No, I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm not surprised, and, and I am equally concerned, mm. as you asked, even about the vitriolic uh, discourse on social media. Well, it was fed by all the parties. They all... The rivers of rivers of filth comment from um, Minister Wood was just one thing, but all the parties, none of them went to even talk to those people. And that oh, was, I, I mean, when you and I were in Parliament, I, I suspect it was the same in your caucus. Richard Preble used to ask, is there a volunteer to go down and talk to the anti-abortionists? Can I have someone who will volunteer to go and talk to the next hikoi? Someone, whether, we, whether it's our cause or not, someone needs to listen to these people. And instead, they all entered into a compact not to talk to them. And, and I, I just put it together with the, okay. the film's fascinating for me and very well, very well done. I must Stephen, watch it. Stephen mm. Franks, well, it's the trailers on NZ on screen. And I will okay. say also, RNZ made the documentary Boiling Point, which is very That's confronting, right. very sad. It's fantastic. Stephen Franks, Sue Kedgley on the panel on RNZ National.